What's going on, guys? Welcome on back to Second and Short. I am your host, Tyler Lauder, joined again with the Aaron Ben. And we are back for Monday Movers here on Second and Short. Aaron, how are you doing today? Doing great. After uh, uh, a Sunday full of exciting games that ended with that intense game like with the Cardinals against the Seahawks, I just, it was, I, I feel like there's a lot of good games this week and a lot of fun watching. I don't think that was like just a lot of good games. There's a lot of close games. I mean, yeah, all the early games were super close as well as the Sunday night game. The afternoon games, we kind of got some blowouts with the 49ers and Patriots and Chiefs and Broncos and, you know, but some of those yeah, were kind like, of more expected, I guess, like the Buccaneers and Raiders type stuff. But yeah, I mean, the early slot was great. Later slot, meh. And then Sunday night was on fire. And we should have a good matchup tonight as we do have we do have the 5-1 and one Chicago Bears traveling to the 4-2 and two Los Angeles Rams. Tonight, we'll actually find out if the Rams are for real because all four of their wins are against the NFC East. So we don't know if they're legit yet or just like taking advantage of beating bad teams. And we'll also find out if the number, if the number one seed in the NFC Chicago Bears are for real because everyone, I mean, the whole season we've been saying they've just gotten lucky, the worst 5-1 and one team we've ever seen. So, so one of these teams has got to win, right? No, nope. Somebody they can tie. People are okay with ties yeah. now. Just talk to Philly; they're okay with it. So, <laughs> ask Donovan McNabb about that. <laughs> Let's dive on into our our Monday Movers episode. And here on Monday Movers, we're going to talk about some teams that are moving up and some teams that are moving down. But before we dive on into that, be sure to click that subscribe button down below. Stay up to date on everything that is second and short. We are everywhere from Spotify to Google Podcasts. We're here on YouTube, obviously. Uh, you can also check us out on all social medias. Give this video a like, and let's jump on in. Aaron, who is our first person moving up today? <clears throat> well, the first person I want to talk about, it's not, it's not a team, obviously, because it's a person. Um, this is a player I really like. It's Terry McLaurin. He's a second-year wide receiver for the, for the football team. He's really... I've just been a big fan of him ever since they drafted him, and he kind of blew up his rookie year. And I, I gotta say, like this past week, it's not like he played super great. I mean, he had seven receptions on eleven targets, ninety yards, and a touchdown. But like, it just feels like this whole season up to now, it, besides the game against the Rams, where he's kind of uh, disappeared a little bit. But the whole season, he's played great with just a really unstable quarterback situation. Not really like. These are not good quarterbacks swinging the ball. I mean, I love Alex Smith and this whole story, but it, he's hardly played. It's been Dwayne Haskins, been Kyle Allen, and still Terry McLaurin is on pace. He's he's got almost 600 yards in seven games, on pace for 1300 yards. It's look he's looking like a true legit number one re receiver in the league. Yeah, right now he's ninth in the league with 43 receptions. He's sixth in the league at 577 yards. He's only got two touchdowns. Um, and his average is a little light, uh, but he does play out of the slot a good amount of time here. Yeah, I mean, with the talent around him, with how little they have to get the ball to him, it's impressive what he's doing. And, you know, at the end of the day, you know, we, we'd like to say, like, well, somebody's got to do well here. But, I mean, we watch, we watch teams that have been bad in the past, and statistically, nobody's good for some teams. You know, it just happens. But Terry McLaurin, huge bright spot on this Washington football team's team 
That's <laughs> and you know, I, I, I think this is only going to go up because as soon as he gets paired with a better quarterback, and I'm sorry if you're a huge Kyle Allen fan or, like you said, Alex Smith and Dwayne Haskins type stuff, they need better quarterback play. If they get better quarterback play, they get a better offensive line, Terry McLaurin's going to look even better. Uh, I, he's going to finish the year in, in the top 10 in receiving yards, and it looks like he's on pace to finish the top 10 in receptions. Uh, overall, he, he was shredding the Dallas Cowboys. And it's not like, like you said, he didn't have an amazing game, but just kind of every time he made a, made a move, it was like, if you weren't within a yard of him, he's gone. Yeah, he's, he's great, like, getting the ball in his hands. He's not like, he doesn't have amazing speed, or he doesn't have these amazing physical attributes, but he's smart football player, he's great route runner, he's great with the ball in his hands, has good vision. Uh, I really like what I've seen from him so far. And moving forward, we are going to be talking about another player that is moving up. And another player that is moving up for us is Baker Mayfield. And I know we've kind of been talking about these Browns a lot throughout the offseason and through the regular season about going up and down and where they are. But Baker Mayfield, after starting as cold as you can start a game almost, he lit it up for the next three quarters. Yeah, I mean, he went, what was the stat at first? It was like zero for five in the first quarter with an interception. And people were talking about same old Brown, same old Baker Mayfield coming in and playing shitty, and they're gonna win with the run game and the defense. But then he—I don't know what happened. He went. I think what did he finish? Twenty-one of twenty-two for five touchdowns, including and a, a great last drive, an amazing touchdown pass with like eleven seconds left. to Donovan Peoples Jones, your guy from Michigan, bounce back performance for him. What was even great about it is, I mean, he lost OBJ earlier in that game on that interception he threw, uh, which is now kind of being confirmed as a torn ACL. You know, he relied on other guys. We even saw Landry get some, get some passing attempts in there, some rushes. You know, Rashad Higgins came up. Donovan Peoples-Jones is a guy that I thought is going to look great for these Browns as soon as he gets time to develop. But he delivered. That pass was perfect. The catch was even better. But his play, once he went 0-5, his play from there on was fantastic. I think, I, I don't know exactly sure. I think, I think he ended with 18 consecutive passes, which puts him in like the top like 10 of whatever completions in a row in a, in a single season game. But overall, yeah, Baker Mayfield, these Browns, they look good. They are now 5-2 and two on the season. At this pace, they're going to get a wild card. And, you know, it's, it's, it, this, this kind of is kind of a, a fun thing. This is second time. Browns and Bengals have played each other, and these games have both been amazing. Like, this duel between Baker and Burrow is something I'm looking forward to every year from now on. AFC North, you're looking at a great stable of quarterbacks. Lamar Jackson, Joe Burrow's looking great. Baker Mayfield's improving. Uh, obviously, you got Big Ben. Who knows when he'll quit, who they'll draft afterwards. One last thing that I think probably impressed me the most from Baker yesterday is his completion percentage. He threw for almost, he threw for 78% uh, completion yesterday, where historically, from what we've seen from him so far in his career in this season, he's not a real high completion guy. He's been like, it's, sorry, low 60s, like high 50s. Not really what you want to see from a starting NFL quarterback, but yesterday it just seems like everything he was throwing they were catching. And was able to outduel Joe Burrow and, you know, big ups for Baker Mayfield, who is moving up in our Monday Movers power rankings. Now, we've talked about a receiver. We talked about a quarterback. We talked about some players. 
Um, let's kind of highlight a defensive player real quick and everything. We're not going to talk about him too much, but uh, Buda Baker for the Arizona Cardinals played really well last night. Uh, he had a great interception. Um, I kind of just want to highlight him real quick and say that I think he is the best safety in the game right now with his play. It's just been consistently getting better and better every game. Yeah, I mean, he's just been getting better with time. Had his first career interception last week, had another one this week, almost a pick six. Definitely one of the best safeties in the league. For our team, moving up, we're going to talk about team now. We got to talk about the Detroit Lions, man. They are now three and three. Uh, they've had a lot of close, like they've had a couple close wins this year, and they were not supposed to win that game against Atlanta. And I don't know what happened. You know, there was like a little, there's like a little wire on the one yard line as Todd Gurley was going towards the end zone, and he just tripped and couldn't get his feet around. And Matt Stafford led a game winning drive to end game winning drives. If the, if the, if it wasn't the Falcons, like the Falcons have been so cursed lately with the games they've given away. This felt like the classic way that the Detroit Lions would have lost a game is like accidentally scoring too soon and leaving too much time for the other team. So to see the to see the Lions on on the winning side of a game like this is gotta feel I don't know if it feels great, but gotta feel pretty good if you're a Lions fan. Yeah, and I mean they had a minute and four seconds and they drove seventy five yards, capped it off with the TJ Hawkinson touchdown, um, and then got that extra point as there was no time to win the game, it was just the, the way they were playing, some of the snags they had, it was, it just looked good. Everything looked good out there. And right now in the season, the Detroit Lions are three and one on the road. That's what's really impressive. All three of their wins have come on the road. But I mean, this Detroit Lions team also had a close game against the Bears. They had a close game against the Saints. Uh, this Lions team is better than we think. And who knows, maybe we'll be seeing three teams from the NFC North make it into the playoffs. Ooh. Alrighty, that's too much positivity. You know what it is. It's Monday. We're only positive for so long. It uh, looks like my, my imaginary watch is about 10, 11 minutes. So let's, uh, let's switch it up. Let's dog on some people, man. Uh, and let's dog on some teams. First, let's dog on a team that actually won. Let's be un- unconventional about this. And let's uh, talk about the Buffalo Bills. What is going on? I don't know. I mean, they started off so hot. Josh Allen was... Was he was an MVP candidate first four weeks of the season? It came in, they lost to uh, what was at the time an undefeated Tennessee Titans team, it was looking like a legit team this year. Then they lost to the Kansas City Chiefs, who we know were a great team. So, so we said, All right, well, those are two really good teams, not the end of the world that they lost to him. They come in, they won this game against the Jets, but it was an ugly game, and uh, they won 18 to 10. I guess a Jets team that only had four yards of offense in the second half. The Bills team couldn't do anything other than score field goals. It was kind of, I mean, Josh Allen threw for over 300 yards and Cole Beasley had a hundred yard game, but still is the epitome of what you'd call an ugly win. And if there's, if they played like this against any other team besides the Jets, they would have lost. Yeah. Just some numbers for you here is that they had the ball for over nine minutes longer than the Jets. They had nine more first downs than the Jets. They had over 232 more yards than the Jets and less turnovers, yet they only won by one score. Uh, that just kind of shows, I mean, this, maybe this should be, we, maybe we should be giving props to the Jets. No, I'm just kidding. Never mind. Never mind. I erased that. The Jets are ass. They're terrible. And that's, that's why we're putting the that's Bills crazy here, obviously. Talk. It's just, 
It's crazy talk, but I mean, realistically, the Buffalo Bills are not the team we thought they were. I mean, yes, they're five and two right now, but they have not been playing well over the past month. You know, I mean, I get it. The the Titans and, and Chiefs are really good, but their play was poor in those games. It's not just that they lost the games. They didn't play well in those games. And here they don't play well again. Their next three games are hosting the Patriots, hosting the Seahawks, and then going to Arizona. That's not a that's not a smooth patch to like get back on track. Like this could be a rough time for them, and we could see them easily being five and five by the time we hit week eleven. Yeah, it's a tough stretch of games they got coming up, and you would have liked to see them enter that stretch with some confidence. We'll see what happens against the Patriots. It might be a good chance to kind of get their swag back. I mean, here's the thing. A win's a win, right? That's what we got to say. Cole Beasley looked great. Josh Allen, you know, not not terrible, but this offense has to be able to score touchdowns because you're not going to get away with 18 points against any of the playoff teams that we think are going to make the playoffs this year. And, you know, let's let's move on. We're talking about the New England Patriots, and let's talk about Cam Newton, and let's talk about how how bad he looked yesterday. Uh, he did not look very well throwing the ball. His shoulder just kind of didn't just didn't look good. It just, you know, like you were saying, uh, he's kind of got some mushy brain from COVID, and, and I just, I don't know what's going on with Cam Newton. Yeah, I mean, ever since he's come back from a, from from uh, sitting out because of the the virus uh, he's gone against the broncos and then last night against the niners he's gone 26 of 40 for just 255 yards with five interceptions i mean we're not just talking about like he's not looked good physically but also like you said my theory is that the is that the covid turned his brain all mushy and he, some bad mistakes forcing the ball is not looked good running either and then he was finally benched yesterday for the 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 great heir apparent Jarrett Stidham who came in and promptly threw in another interception. Uh, so Cam Newton, I don't know what's going on with him. He looked so great against the Seahawks earlier in the year. We got to see if Belichick can kind of get him out of his rut and get him back into playing like he knows how to play. Yeah, I mean, I just think, I honestly think right now that he is not 100%, and I don't think it's his shoulder. I don't think his throwing ability is is poor, because before he went out, I mean, he was throwing at like a 72% completion, you know, rate in, in those first three three games, and he played really well in those games as well. Like you said, against Seattle, he was playing amazing. It looked like 2015 Cam Newton. I'm not so worried about this, to be honest. He's moving down because his play is bad, and we have to put people down that are playing bad. But I'm not that worried about it because here's where they got. Three of their next four games are against the Buffalo Bills, who are struggling, the Jets, who everybody does well against, except for Buffalo. Um, They play the Ravens, but then after that, they get the Texans. Like Three of their next four games are easy games for them to get back on track, in my opinion, that is pending the Buffalo Bills playing how they've been playing and if they can do that i mean i i'm not worried about cam newton patriots fans shouldn't be worried about cam newton but for right now he is taking a fall down our power rankings and let's get back on track let's talk about and let's talk about maybe maybe the worst team in the nfc right now nothing is going right for the dallas cowboys yeah the the cowboys 
this is a team that throughout the first few games of the season looked like one of the best offenses we've seen in a while with Dak Prescott. After he got hurt, we thought maybe Andy Dog come in, could lead them to a few wins. They've got enough talent and everything. But then they came in and just got blown out 25-3 to to the Washington football team, another team that people thought was one of the worst teams in the league. Their decision to only interview two head coaching candidates, Mike McCarthy and Marvin Lewis, is looking worse and worse every passing day. They've just been a very disappointing team, very bad to watch this year. Yeah, everything's not... Like, there's not a single thing going well for them. Um, I will say the offensive line is completely damaged. So let's not fault them too much. There's only so much you can do. Uh, Andy Dalton was 9 for 19. That's not good, you know. He was averaging through. He was averaging three point nine yards, uh, in attempt, which is not. It's not good. He got sacked. <laughs> not, he got sacked. Ideal. No, no, he got sacked three times, uh, for thirty yards loss. Even when uh rookie uh Ben Denucci came in, he was sacked three times. Uh, he had he had six dropbacks. Six dropbacks. Their backup did. He completed two passes, had an incompletion, and got sacked three times like that's not good if you're getting sacked that much um and this is what's crazy about this is that this washington team started off really hot with eight sacks in the week one but over the next five games they had eight sacks in those five games and then they come back out here and bam get six sacks so this team was not on like a high where they're always getting to the quarterback but when you go up against dallas apparently you do and this is a team that we are completely now, we can say that we are wrong on in our preseason predictions of them being uh, contenders in the NFC. I will say that injuries obviously played a big part in this. For anybody that has ever sat down and talked to me about quarterbacks ever, I am going to admit that I was wrong. I earlier in the year said Andy Dalton could start for the Cowboys and they would be just fine. And I take back everything I've ever said. I think Dak Prescott's the real deal. I think you need this this right here. Them playing bad without him is only going to earn him more money. Like, I don't care that he's hurt. He's going he's to make more money than he was asking for last year, in my opinion. Because you can't win with him, but you do the worst without him. If, if, if you get a player who takes your team from high, best offense in the league to absolute trash if, when he's gone, then you've got to pay him. I mean, I'm... I was kind of scoffing at how much money you wanted to make, but it's looking more and more realistic as time goes by. Yeah, and I think that Mike McCarthy, I know a lot of coaches don't do this, but he is looking, I mean, he's got to take over play calling or something, or they've got to, they've got to mix it up, maybe trade for somebody, like if because they, they're still in the race. Like they're, they're only a half a game behind first place in their own division. Something's got to turn around. It's got to turn around quick. And honestly, this is the moment, and I don't care if I lose, we lose fans from this or anything. They need to go sign Colin Kaepernick. Like, that is, in my eyes, the only available quarterback that makes the most sense to me. Like, you need somebody that's mobile if your offensive line is bad. Yeah, I mean, I agree with you. They got to get something going here, whether it's signing a defensive player. Maybe they bring in Earl Thomas to kind of provide a spark. Maybe they do sign a, a, a dynamic player like Colin Kaepernick. Uh, they've got to do something to get their season jump started. And that is going to do it for us on Monday Movers here after the week seven of the NFL season. My name is Tyler Lauder, joined with my co-host Aaron Ben. 
Uh, be sure to do all the right things to stay up to date on everything second and short. And check us out on all social media outlets, such as... Facebook, where we, where, where we make sure to update every single episode. We're also on Twitter with, with polls and everything. Instagram, updating our story. We've got discussion points, news updates, fantasy stuff, everything you want, stuff like that. Thank you guys for listening and enjoy the rest of your week.